All right. Boo. It's Halloween. Or is it boo? It's Halloween. Or do you are just like into booze and it's Halloween? I don't know. But we're going to talk about all of these things today. And I say we, it's just Tash and I. They left us alone. We are unsupervised. Oh, buddy. Um, this could be fun. This could, I will. It's not could be. It's going to be fun. But we're going to talk about, you know, the, all the dichotomies of of and all the nuances around preparing for Halloween. So stick with us and we're going to dive right into it. When you become a mom, you never imagine your child getting an autism diagnosis. It feels like your dreams have shattered, like a framed photograph falling off your mantle, exploding into a thousand pieces. But instead of trying to glue those pieces back together, this community of moms is here to help you build a new dream, a better one. So join in the conversation as us moms talk autism. All right. Trick or treat? I like both. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I'm kidding. You guys, why did they leave Jean and I alone? I feel like... They thought this was a good I idea. I feel like they thought it would be okay, and they're going to hear this, and they're going to be like, oh, my Lord. These two cannot... <laughs> they cannot be left alone. They, left alone. they need to be supervised. <laughs> Now, now, you know, this is the Moms Talk Autism podcast. And, you know, of course, we're going to talk about how it is uh, relates to, you know, our autistic kids and us preparing for Halloween and what that looks like, because um, it is we are rolling in here now. Ro- we are in the month of October and, you know, they already started rolling out Halloween at the beginning of August. So <laughs> we maybe should have started this conversation <laughs> back in August. Mm. But um here we are. And so here's the thing. I know Tosh loves Halloween. Like, love it. Okay, just minus separate from her kids. She loves Halloween. Me, I didn't, I never was a huge Halloween fanatic. I, and, and I wasn't the adult to get dressed up now that I have kids. You love it. I've, I'm, I'm doing that. Mm. And I do love the the decoration part of it. And it's super fun to see their reaction. I, I'm in it for their reaction to things. And I will say that it didn't, Halloween's now Rory's like favorite, but it was not until a few years ago. Yeah. Like, it was yeah. not like from, from baby to six years old, it was not his favorite holiday. And it was, not and it was becoming my least favorite time with him because he just there was too much social pressure around and expectations around this and sensory you know, like getting him in costumes and all that business oh, it was just yeah it was so yeah. hard but you've had like <laughs> some of the best adult costumes i've ever seen and your kids are you, totally halloween is my thing halloween is the only holiday that i truly love besides my birthday cuz that's a holiday too <laughs> <laughs> oh it's not okay never mind um yes i jean i <laughs> have loved halloween my entire life i mean i we grew up it was always a thing my mom um a lot of the times made Nicole and I's costumes and my mom is really um 
well, she probably has OCD like I do. So she's very, you know, very particular and she got very creative and everything had to be just so. Um, anyway, so I've always loved, I've always loved Halloween. I just love it. I love spooky. I love scary. I love, I love everything about it. Um, and so I think it's just kind of been always a thing in our house, you know, even before the kids were born. Um, so it's all they've known, right? Like always, I always like go to the extreme of decorating. And then, um, yeah, we started taking Jack out super early, you know, um, or or at a young, young age. Um, I will say that obviously as the years were going through, you know, kind of that early toddler hood or phase, um, when we were kind of recognizing that there was something different, that's when it was kind of proving tricky, but also at the same time, like they're toddlers, right? So it's like how they don't, they're just kind of like, it's like herding kittens, you know? And, and, um, you know, and again, not recognizing like, oh, we don't need to tell, he doesn't need to say, you know, trick or treat to everybody. But th- that's kind of like the whole idea of, you know, what we think we need to tell our kids need to go up and they need to say trick or treat in order <laughs> to get candy. I don't know. That whole side of it to me is, is ridiculous, you know, but um, yeah, I, I, I think the kids have always just, it's all they've known and, and they, and they like it. And Jack has, never struggled in that sense, right? Like being like anxious or going up to a door. He's maybe not said trick or treat, but he's definitely, he's always enjoyed, enjoyed it. You know, it's never been like a scary Mm -hmm. thing for him or um, I would say actually more Sloan being anxious and not wanting to go up to the door and not wanting to, you know, wanting to more to hide behind me and that kind of thing. Um, So it's interesting, but I know there's so much around around this, you know. Um, there's a lot of anxiety, yeah, and, and there and, was for a long time. It's been a, it was it's been a evolving arena to get for where Rory is right, now. Yeah, you know, I remember because it was just last Brad, who's a complete. Was it last Halloween that he? Yeah, this past two years. Yeah, that he really. Yeah, yeah he's been really into it. And like, or even if there's only where he's like successfully like loving it at, at school or the therapy center, but wasn't therefore loving it so much, like doing that. I'm going to go knock neighbors doors. Yeah. 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 And that demand of having to interact or engage with a stranger, someone that's not novel to him was very anxiety ridden. And intimidating and we just stopped pressing yeah you know and it, it even in the beginning like uh when McKenna was starting to go around trick-or-treating there was times where Brad just took you know would take her and- out separate from Rory um but now that they are both attending the same school and have like similar peers or people know Rory at least you know, he's more, it's, it's more group. There's more synergy now yeah. and he's not withdrawn. He's right there with everybody you know, and yeah, yeah. with them. Now he still doesn't like, like the, the year that it was like COVID 
he really loved that. That really kind of allowed him to spread his wings because the crowds weren't so big and that helped. So then like this past year with larger crowds, he did, he did much better and managed it much better. And, and he, because he also recognized a lot of the kids in the neighborhood from school and stuff. And it was really yeah, neat great to watch to, like, it just kind of, you know, he, want to be part of that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he wasn't, he, he couldn't be conversational, but a lot of people were like, Hey, that's Rory. Yeah. And then if there was time to like pause, you know, where he could have like a little bit of some kind of exchange with yeah. them, you know, where the parents, you know, we could tell and parents like didn't know exactly what to expect and they didn't know who Rory was. And that was a learning opportunity for them. But we were also with a group of people that felt that are very comfortable with Rory and that are novel to Rory and he loves them. And um, so that was just a different experience. And, you know, I've, I've had to, there's sometimes where I've had to explain to people if there aren't a large crowd there, if like we're at a door and I'm like, well, he's, he's autistic Mm -hmm. and he's, you know, a speech delay. So he can't articulate or he, you know, he's, he doesn't understand what you're saying to him necessarily, but there were times where that was, and that was like, God, why am I doing that? Yeah. Yes. And why should I have to do that? It's so annoying. And and, and I think that that's the hard part about like, that can happen in so many different aspects of our life, right? That can happen just on a regular day at a park, you know, where we feel like we mm-hmm. have to explain and we and we shouldn't. But especially when it comes around, um, you know, holiday stuff like this, where, where the there are these weird, um, I don't want to say like expectations, but where there is like this, you know, this is what you do. You walk up to the door, you ring it, you know, they come to the door, you say trick or treat and you hold out your bag. And then you say that, you know, it's just such this like robotic, like, and it's like, does that all need to be done? You know, I mean, um, I I don't know that that's, I guess the hard part for me. And I, and I think more people are, are kind of catching on, but there still is a lot of the older generation where, you know, there, there is that forced, um, protocol, if you will. Right. And, and so that is when, when it comes into play where you feel like you have to explain, Hey, my child is, you know, autistic and, and they, you know, they may not understand, you know, or they may have a fear or like you said, right. a, a, a speech delay right. or, May, they may be non-speaking, you know, and, and so it's, it's hard. It's hard to, how am I trying to say this? Where you, where you don't want to feel like you have to put their, that label on them, but at the same time, um, it's almost maybe a moment to like further educate people who are ignorant to, right. It's a delicate, it's a delicate balance. balance. So there like, we go. That's when what, do you, right. When, when do you educate and when do you just brush right, it off? Right, like, right, It is this, you're constantly trying, you're grappling with that. And in that moment, you may actually also, your brain may be processing other things, like what, knowing what's going to happen next with your child mm-hmm. and like, especially there's a lot of visual stimuli, I mean, like, even much less, not just dealing with the bodies yes. of people you're talking about. The decorations and the sound, the light, sensory seeker. Yeah. Like whether they're a seeker or averted, 
like you're going to, you're dealing with things, you're fielding a different, you know, landscape of, of life as that parent. And sometimes you're just not in the mental state to have to have those conversations, Mm -hmm. which brings to the great debate of this, what has come to surface. I'm going to say maybe like 2017, 18, the, the blue pumpkin. Mm -hmm. And now there's different colored pumpkins for, to indicate things. So if your child has a teal pumpkin, it's a food allergy. If they have a purple pumpkin, it's epilepsy and blue pumpkin is autism. And there's a tremendous debate, more debate over the blue pumpkin than the two others that I mentioned. Yeah. Um, Because it's, our kids are already, you know, vulnerable. And so for some people that, that makes them stick out and could be more stigmatized, but must much less unsafe. I think it depends on the community that you're in. If you're in a community and you know your community, you know your village or whatever, if you know they're very accepting, then then maybe that is a choice. That is a more appropriate choice for you and your mm-hmm. child. And honestly, if your child has the autonomy to select on their own, they should be able Absolutely. to do it. And, you know, and it's parents should have, you know, I firmly believe that all parents should be empowered to make those types of decisions for for their kids, right? But two, there gets to be a point too where your kids need to decide. Yeah. I know there's many autistic, you know, preteens, adolescents that are like, absolutely not. I do not want to carry around a blue pumpkin. I don't, I, it's, you know, people, people who know, know that I'm autistic. I don't need like sh- other strangers also knowing I'm autistic and like they may come with presumptions about that particular individual than just by seeing that pumpkin. But other times it also could indicate if your child is uh, more profound and that is non-speaking, it may be a nice signal to those maybe where there is that generational gap, you know, that aren't being able to see or pick up on those certain nuances and those very brief exchanges with your child that they're autistic. So there's like, I think there's advantages and disadvantages. And I wouldn't say, you know, I personally have not selected that for my child. Right. Um, I don't, I don't want, I don't want to, I don't, I, there's enough, again, there's not enough people in the community that are accepting and understanding of it that I would want to make that worse for him. Um, um, to be honest, I need also, (laughs) to be honest, I, I didn't know about the blue pumpkin. (laughs) I will not sit here and lie to (laughs) to our audience. I, I, um, I did know, I did know about the teal pumpkin because I have friends who have children with, um, with food allergies, severe food food allergies. allergies. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, I'd never heard of this and, and obviously I'm a mom to an autistic child. So, it makes me wonder if, you know, there obviously there's probably a large amount of our community that know about this, but how many people that don't have even have the experience of um of knowing, you know, a divergent person or whatever, um, would even have knowledge of what this uh, you know, blue pumpkin signified and 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 the meaning behind it, you know. So um that that's the other side of it, I feel like, you know, um, 
but but I do agree. I do agree is that that this is where the the breakdown is of um I'm going to I'm going to say it. I'm, I'm going to say it. You know, the uh, the autism the autistic community and the and the um parents to autistic children. You know, in the sense of like you said their 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 autonomy and and allowing you know them to be able to say yes or no i want this pumpkin yes or no i don't i don't feel like i need people to you know know this um anybody that knows me that's my you know close friend they already know or that they're my people they know this about me already i don't need to be out there you know advertising it to the world um but i will also say you know if you are a parent and you have a young child and this makes you feel more safe or like it's a it'll help with the situation then then I also don't want to take that from people you know um I guess I just am sitting on the fence right now Jean where I don't know enough about it <laughs> that I that I can't say how I truly feel about it you know I think it's I do I do think it's I do think it's all circumstantial I do I I do and too that's, I think I I think that's part of it the other part that I didn't mention why it's also a debate is obviously over the color blue, which has been, you know, predetermined because of autism speaks. And there's a lot of debate over that because those were decisions made without autistic voices included in that. And now that's sort of the, you, the global identification color of, of autism, but it, but it, but it is also rejected right. uh, by those in the autistic community and and certain parents and and then so here we're so here we are going we, again with making so, another so now thing another, connected to that's a yes, blue pumpkin yeah. and I get right, that side which of it too didn't stem out of right so it's like parents and a lot of parents aren't you gosh it's such a learning curve and so much to to absorb and read and research. And especially in the beginning years, you're just trying to kind of take things in in a bite-sized way. And then you're like, then you learn about all of these. You think, oh, I can align myself here and this will give me a sense of pride and belonging. But real, not knowing, you don't learn about the controversy over Certain it things, until, yeah. Yeah. you know, way down the road. You don't, it's... And then, so you're like, oh, wait, is, is this, you're like, oh, where do I belong? Right. And I think that's the interesting, there's so many interesting nuances to that conversation. It's not a, well, where do you stand? It's really not just a black and white right. issue. Um, and it really shouldn't be an issue at all. I think for me, you know, I just want my kids and my family to just have a day to just, if that to be and to be however they need to be. And we've just been responsive in that mm-hmm. way, you know, when, how it works for you guys, you know, when, mm-hmm. when, when Rory didn't want to do trick or treating and was, that was not his jam. We just responded accordingly yeah. to it. And when, now that he does, and, and now he wants us to be dressed up and Brad being the curmudgeon that he is, cause he is, <laughs> he now dresses up every year. <laughs> I mean, his, he wore the same outfit two years in a row. And let's just say COVID, mm. he gained 
some weight and his Scooby-Doo costume was a bit snug. He got the COVID. He knows it. What was it? The COVID? I don't even know what the Scooby had was. COVID. COVID 30, yeah, COVID 50, COVID, tw- COVID, 20, COVID 20, COVID 20. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. It, oh it was COVID 20 plus. So oh. I'll just say that. And I'm like, you know, now he he's more into it because the kids are into it. Yeah. Right. And yes. now, and we don't take overly, take it, take it overly serious, you know? And, and a lot of times his good ideas come to him too late in the game. Like he like, it's like he's resistant to it for so long. And then when the day comes, like, oh, you know what? I think we should do this. And then I'm like, well, you can't just, you don't understand. This is very in demand. You can't just like, you got to plan yes, these things. Yes. You got to plan them, Brad. <laughs> um, There's a whole level to the costume. But now, like this year, we'll have the blow up costumes that my mom and her husband purchased for me for my birthday. That'll be our Halloween costume. So our Halloween is already already set in place. Figured oh, yeah. out. Yes. It's already set in place. I've, I, this for the first time ever, for the first time you guys, ever. This is coming from the, um, the lady who keeps her Christmas tree up year round. <laughs> okay. Well, not this year. It's down, but you know, my Easter decorations are still up on top of my she's, kitchen cabinet, She's now so. decided that she's just going to leave it up and just decorate it for every holiday because it's too hard to <laughs> I did. And I had not one, I had two up. So oh, it's even. Oh my goodness. Um, we'll, so we'll get into, there'll be a separate conversation about those holidays. Yeah. So, so, so this is, you know, we, we, we're starting off with this one because obviously Halloween is right around the corner and, and, um, it's the it's the it's the first holiday to kicking off the holiday seat the quote unquote holiday season if you will, <clears throat> and so of course we want to talk all around, like Jean was saying that the 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 nuances the hardships the 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 pressures the stigmatisms the um, pre conceived ideas of what should be or how we should be doing things. Um, and, and, you know, so if I feel like if you are new in this, um, in your, in your child's diagnosis, in, in this kind of in this walk and you're, and you're trying to figure things out, you know, much like Jean said, you have to just be taking the cues from your kiddo, right. You know, like, um, Maybe you know that they're already going to be yeah. that they're already overwhelmed with a lot of you know extra stimuli and and so going out where there's you know the bright you know lights and sounds and and you know maybe even a level of scariness of people having on these costumes and um, if you know it's going to be too much then it's okay it's okay to just be at home right like um, I, I think like with us Jack has always liked wearing a costume and he's always, um, he, he gets excited. He got excited from a young age. And so we just kind of continued on with the trend and, and Jack likes the repetitive. (laughs) Jack Jack doesn't even really care about the candy. I mean, yes, he does. Right. But it's now it's more of just the, he likes the repetitiveness of going to every door and doing and doing the same thing and saying, you know what I mean? And we don't, we've never forced that, like, you know, you need to say trick or treat, you know, if anything I've said, okay, thank you. You know, I've been the one to say trick or treat, you know, if they're don't say it or they're nervous or whatever. And, and, um, and then of course I'm always the one to say thank you, you know, or they'll, and they'll repeat even now at, at, you know, eight and seven, 
Um, but he likes that. He likes the he likes that repetitiveness. He likes kind of the over stimulation of so much happening, which isn't common for him because sometimes most of the time that would kind of spiral him out a little bit. But it's right. He's into that. He's into people wearing right. these costumes, people not being themselves, you know. So if I mean, with just my, um, you know, degree in psychology. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) The the, the pretend degree that I have where I'm going to get my psychology-ness out on you is that I think that he likes that, that he doesn't have to be himself. You know what I mean? Like it's a day that everybody's different and they're not, you know, truly who they are and look at how they're dressed up and it's exciting for him, you know? Um, so it is right. just and so the, ca- the other side of that, the caveat is for kids that that is really frightening, frightening for them yes. because it's like you, you need, you don't look like that. Right. And I, I, yeah. Rory, he needs, to, when people have masks, that I was on, just he needs them to take off masks. Mask. can be a very he, scary thing. Yeah. He needs, he needs to qualify. And if you don't, he's going to like melt down and probably be aggressive to you. Yeah. Yes. Let me see who's been uh, laughing that. just because I, <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm sorry. You need to take that off. Mask off, mask off. Yes, you know, yeah. he needs to, he needs to know who, who's under there. Um, and then he feels okay with it. And then he's like, and then he wants you to put it back on. And then he wants, and to then he's excited to, to play with yeah. it and put yeah. it on. Yes. Right. But like, that was not always the case. And that is very frightening. Like I have, you know, there's kids out there that it's like, they get mad if their parents change like their hairstyle right. or clothing, you know, Rory is mad. He tells me every, he doesn't like when I wear my glasses, mommy glasses yeah. off. That's like, he's, he's becoming more adamant about that. He doesn't like that. I had kids that, you know, parents had told me that it was like, well, my son doesn't like when I wear sweaters and he wants me to take them off. Yeah. Yep. And so Halloween can be challenging because then there's a lot of things that are different that day. And and, and even just down to their their overkill. costume, you know, like um, I, I feel like that's the other thing, too, is like you really have to just listen. It, it's fun to want to, you know, oh, I want them to be dressed up in this. I mean, depending on the age that they are or whatever, but it, it's really just listening right. to them. You know, if they are a little toddler, it's taking them to, you know, the Halloween store, if they can do that or, or a costume store or whatever, and, and allowing them to choose what feels comfortable, you know? Um, yeah. Cause I, I think like for the longest time, Jack would never even, he didn't want a mask on. He didn't want anything on his face and now he loves it. You know what I mean? That's like his favorite, his favorite thing, you know? So yeah. Rory too. And he likes to see himself. He goes in the yes. mirror. 50 and I million take times a video and- of this <laughs> I know. and he needs to take it off and put it on back take on it off take and it off it on and <laughs> so I love it and oh. he you know I remember when so when he was a baby I thought it was you know I did kind of I didn't get into like costume costumes my I remember my stepmom being really into it and wanting to put him in all these costumes and I'm like first off he did not like changing so that was stressful for him, like changing clothes, like, yeah, no, um, layering clothes on top. Oh no. Um, so it was like trying to keep it kind of neutralized. And I remember, I think it was like after he was two. So just, you know, before we moved to Texas, that we had the cutest firefighter outfit for him. 
we could not get the jacket on mm-hmm. him. He fought. It was bad enough trying to get the pants on him. Mm-hmm. And he would not. He liked. He liked at that point. He liked only handing out candy to people. If you took Brad would try to take him trick or treating. This is when we lived in Baltimore. And he would not let Brad put him down. He yeah. made Brad carry mm-hmm. him. He liked to watch. He wanted to watch all of the kids. Yeah. You know, so it was this ever evolving thing. And then that next year, he was sick. I want, and I remember being like, oh, and we kind of were going to be dressed up as like peanuts. But again, we were like, he was early in the like Charlie Brown and Snoopy, which he still is. But he, we all had like more typical clothing. Like we didn't really like full fledged look like the actors. I was trying to neutralize it, but he was sick that mm-hmm. year. And the following year, he was really into Shaun the Sheep. <laughs> and the way that I, I made a Shaun the Sheep baseball hat. And he, at this point he had mastered wearing mm-hmm. a helmet so he could tolerate wearing a hat. And that was the first year he saw people's reaction to his costume. And he really, was excited. He started to get excited. And that was, that was, um, fun. But again, he wasn't like, I could, there was no full suit. Yeah. It wasn't like this full exchange costume. I had like him in a, like a man cardigan. Like I tried to make him look kind of sheepish body and like black mm-hmm. pants, you know, looking like a sheep, but the hat was the main thing. And it was so cute. And that's what worked yeah. for him. And well, yeah. and I think recognizing too that like it, it is going to be like an ebb and flow, right? There, there might be just like that where they're they're little and they and they're scared at first because you know sometimes that's just even just I feel like a, a sometimes just a natural toddler reaction, right? Like it's you mm-hmm. know, um, but but you know if you are in the later toddler years and you're and you're going through the diagnosis and and um, you're you're really noticing maybe these different sensory. Um, you know, whether it's seeking or aversion or whatever, um, it, it's just like leaving that door open to, to try things, you know, like you said, like maybe it's just walking, going out and walking around and allowing them to kind of see what's happening. And if they, if they don't like it, then it's being, you know, totally fine with retreating and going home. Or maybe it is just, you know what, this year we're going to stay home and we're going to pass out candy and allowing them to see the people that come to the door. Um, I, I feel like there's so many ways to do it without, you know, without there being this this pressure. You know, I, I think a lot of the time the pressure comes from just what we feel like is the tip, the, the quote unquote typical thing to do. It's what everybody else does. It's what, you know, it's what people have been doing for years. Um, and this is how we have to do it. Um, and that's not how it is, you know, that's not how it is at all. And, and every autistic, you know, individual, whether they're a child or a teenager or an adult is, is different. They're going to be different in, you know, what they like, what they dislike, how they do things and, and, we have to be comfortable as the parents to autistic kiddos, you know, honoring that, you know, I, I mean, and, and, and also letting go of, because there is going to be this level of disappointment, you know, there, there, because of the, Mm -hmm. because of the way the expectations of, the world, right? Of of yeah, what def- what we're used what we're used to, you know, and and 
you know, everybody wants to take their kids out trick-or-treating. They want it to be, you know, maybe like what they, you know, experienced growing up or or whatever. And and sometimes it's just not going to be that way. And that's okay. And and that is okay. However it works for your kids is okay. You know? Um, yeah. I remember the year that Rory was sick and it was the first year we moved to Austin, our first year here, like first full year. And I saw all of our friends coming by with their kids and I'm like, that's just not happening. Yeah. For us. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it was, and you, I couldn't, it was, I didn't expect to feel sad about Mm -hmm. it. It was one of those things where when you're confronted with it, then you're just like, oh, yeah, you know, and, and they're just like, they're not realizing that again, whether Rory was sick or not, he most likely was not, we weren't going to be doing that. That was really overstimulating Mm -hmm. for him. Um, and the one thing that did help, and I will say that also, I think cultivated his love for Halloween, um, was when he was at the therapy center, they started by each RBT was, you know, each kid was assigned a door and they would design a door Mm. to reflect whatever the kid's favorite thing was, you know? And then when it was like their day to do Halloween at the center Mm -hmm. and they would practice leading up to it, then it was like, they got to trick or treat inside the, the center and there was a different therapist behind each door. Um, and then it was opened up to the parents and families to come in and do it. And so, that really reinforced for him. We did that happened like for at least three years in a row, we were doing that. And that was just like a family practice. And that became part of like our, um, what's the called? Like your, your ritual, yeah. Yeah. you know, that was part of our, um, holiday ritual that we, that, that was never planned, but that was a part of it. And it was fun. McKenna had fun doing it. My kids got all this extra candy because, whether they got them at school or, you know, they would do trick or treating at school. It was just reinforced in a lot of different places and not, you know, and, and if it was too much pressure at school, they, they would dial it back, you know? Um, I think so it was, it's just been a nice evolution and then I'm, I'm pleased with where it is, but I'm also like, I literally have, zero expectations. You're, you're, you are in the, the mode that if things are different this year, then that is okay too. If Rory is like, Nope, not happening. I'm not going this year for whatever reason, then, then, you know, then you go back to how it was before where, right. You know, you, you, you split up and, and shoot. Yeah. I would love to just sit around and hand out candy, to be honest. I, I mean, it's a workout and <laughs> I'm exhausted by all the people. You know, another another I little did. like advice is that I would say that really has worked for us is, is since we've lived in the area that we live in um, now and the kids being, uh, you know, bigger, we, we only stick to the first like to our street and then the two streets above ours, you know, um, so that it's not mm-hmm. overwhelming and a, a super, yeah. you know, it's just small. And I mean, it's like, really, we do, we do we, I mean, what are we in this for? Are we in this for like the fun of it or are we in there to like collect as much candy as we can? No, we're not because I end up, <laughs> I end up um, giving it all away anyways. Oh, you know that I was 
Uh, no, you know, I was still eating it for a while while we were recording podcasts. I just pulled the Halloween thing. I just got rid of it. Oh my gosh, I'm dying. Here, here's the thing. We, I mean, it like, again, here comes all of the holidays with all the sugar and sweets and all of that. So I'm like, praise Jesus that our dentist lets the children sell their candy back to them, right? And now my kids are really into that. They just want to collect the candy so that they can get money. <laughs> So that they can buy a toy. Um, no, but I, <laughs> that needed to exist when I was a kid. I, know, you know, I monetize Oh Halloween man, now? I would have been down for that. I would have been like, forget this. Um, but you know, you know, taking that smaller, you know, starting off easy or going only going to a couple streets and and just um, easing into it or um, something really awesome that our. Uh, kind of like little neighborhood, I guess you could say, has picked up since COVID um, because COVID, you know, we were trying to socially distance and and um, follow the rules and whatnot. So we put out a fun um, letter to like the three streets, you know, that I was talking about and, and basically just said, you know, if you're the owner of the house and you're going to be passing out candy, come up with the best way to, you know, get the candy to the kids that's socially distanced. Um, and we did it like Mardi Gras style where the kids just, you know, it was in the daylight, you know, so it was like four o'clock, um, three o'clock, four o'clock, something like that. And they just walked up the middle of these streets, socially distanced. And the neighbors that were passing out candy just figured out fun ways to get the candy to the kids, whether they were just like throwing it out into the street or, you know, they would have it stuck to little sticks and then just in their yard on like little skewers. Um, so it was super, yeah, a lot of people fun. kept that up and, and our, kept that up last and we've year. kept that up. We've, yeah. And it, it's been enjoyable because it's, it's, you know, daylight, you don't have to be overwhelmed. You can choose to, you know, um, you know, if it's a, a house that doesn't feel comfortable, like they don't want to, you know, partake in whatever, if it's a walking up to a table or something like that, um, you know, that you can, you can, pick and choose, but it's, it has been a much different atmosphere and, um, less stress on, I think us too, right. Of, of having to like go out at nighttime and then you're on this high alert, you know, when it's dark, because it's like, now we're not just, we're not just tending and catering to these higher needs that our kids have and, 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 you know, making sure the safety's there, but now we're also in the dark and, and we're trying not to lose them or to, you know what I mean? So even taking the steps to make it less stressful on, on you as the, as the parent, you know? Um, so maybe that is going out a little bit earlier, you know, and when it's still light outside so that you don't have to worry about. Right. Which can feel like a mad race, especially for working parents. Like yeah, if yes. they have to like come home, like it's, it's hard. It's, it's a hard time. Yeah. Like the whole last quarter of the, of the year is just a crazy time being a parent alone. Period. You yeah. just take out the, take out the, the extra needs or autism. And that is, there's just enough 
you know, load yeah. I mean, to carry it, I down mean, at that time. And it's very rigorous. It's basically, it's very you know, rigorous. like I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna put it in holiday context, but we it's like go back to school and then it's like fifty thousand holidays, you know, that that are piled into <laughs> right. Like I know there's only three, okay, but it's like that's what it feels like if we're being honest with with everybody out there. Everybody knows that I hate Christmas and it sucks and and it is not my favorite time of year. And for, so for me, it's just like that lead up from like September to, you know, from like now until um, – or, you know, whatever, that it's just – anxious. It's just anxiety. It's it's this constant pressure of what's to come, what's currently happening. Um and 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 this year will be interesting with inflation. Uh, you know, <laughs> inflation and, and cost of living is I could afford, is only adding more I pressure. Could afford to candy before to pass out. <laughs> I know. What what is with the prices and bags of candy? Get out of here with that business. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, just everything, all the whole thing, all the holidays, but, everything costs. But so you know that I—that's, I guess, what I'm getting at is that it—it it, it really just starts when the school year starts, and and it is this pressure on on us as parents and and us, um, you know, as parents to to children with higher needs with um, autism, whatever it might be, um, and, and it's a lot. You know, it it just is. It's a lot, and it's a lot of of right. these expectations that that yeah. we feel I mean, so in, heavy on. In us. general, like there's just it's it's really not. I it's like a it's a strange holiday because it's not in many ways. It can feel like not accessible to just so many people right. and uh, so many different types of of disabilities. Um, even if they, you know, wanted to engage and have fun with it. And that's where you hope, you know, that that's, you know, you, we always, especially us as advocates, you know, we, we literally live and die by bringing awareness and, you know, preaching acceptance. And there's times where it's done right. And sometimes where it's done in a harmful way, uh, in a way that maybe creates more burdens and bound. And and that's kind of what I feel like as a parent, like that's the place that you, the self-reflective place you need to be in is, you know, is you, you do, but a lot of parents do. And I can't say there's not a lot of parents, not there's a, there's a good portion of parents that don't want to bring awareness because if they do that, then they've, again, they've, they're putting a stigma on their child and, and then exposing their child's vulnerability and they're trying. So they're trying to protect them. There's different wheels of thought, um, with, with all of these things. Um, and especially too, like you, you can't, there's all different levels, especially with, with autism, there's, it's a spectrum. So there's different levels of competence and abilities. And even if they have expressive speech, it doesn't mean total presumed competence in that arena. They also may be situational talkers where they be not be non-speaking during times where there's high sensory and it's shutting them down. So there's just all kinds of things that the public at people at large don't know and don't understand. Right. And so why we really want 
you know, our podcast to serve beyond just the families, we know majority of, of the people listening are, are our families. And, um, you know, so if basically at the end of the day, if you are stressed out about Halloween, we get it, you know, we a hundred percent get it. We all, you know, we, it's, it's unfortunately, you know, uh, Brittany and, um, Shannon weren't here to share, to share what their exact experiences are, but you'll hear from them when, when the pod, when this episode, uh, releases published yeah. is published and when it's their day yeah, in share, the community, yeah. they can talk about their experiences because yeah, again, Brittany has two children on right. the spectrum and is our more, even more seasoned parent. And so she's a lot of institutional wisdom in this area and, and you all out there too, you, whether you are a newly diagnosed family or not, and you, you're, you have an adult child on the spectrum, you, we want to hear what your experiences have been, how it's evolved, what's you feel has gotten better or what's gotten worse or, um, or if it just is something that doesn't work for you, Halloween is just totally off the the table table yeah. yep. to begin with, you know, and, and that might be a thing like, I, and I'm sure I will say this too, cause I want to, I always want, I'm always thinking about like, who's missing from the conversations. Mm-hmm. I heard that mom. <laughs> yep. Speaking of, there's the little children. Hi, Rory. Hi, Rory. No. Hi. No. Okay. Bye. Out. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. We can talk about Joden later. That's Tosh. Tosh has Jack. Nope. Jack. Okay. Out. Now you're inviting the dogs in. Get the dogs out. <laughs> Goodness gracious. <laughs> this is Rory, brought to you I by interrupting children. Oh, yeah. This happened. <laughs> This is brought to you by, we're still recording in summer and they're not back in school. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, Oh, so what I was saying, what I was saying was that there might even be faith-based reasons why you also don't celebrate Halloween and you may feel that. Absolutely. You may feel that additional pressure, pressure, you know, and, and you be having to deal with that with, with your child. And so. Um, no, we're doing magic with me. Oh, I'm doing magic. Oh, I love magic. Jordan, my best friend, baby, monster magic, Jordan. Oh. <laughs> um, he's scripting for you. Yes, right that's now. good. I he's like scripting it. That's, for I, you. I, I can feel it. He's scripting from his movie, Ella Bella Bingo. Uh, one of the, f- they're fighting over a friend scene. And so I think maybe he's fighting over mom a lot of times i'll say mommy's my best friend see i like i love that's i love how sorry you guys we're sidetracking right now but i love how same thing with jack where he he you know when he's in his scripting but then he puts it into context of what is you know fitting for him in that situation whether it be like me or grandma or whoever it is so these kids i tell you they're they are they're communicating you just have to listen to what they're saying totally yes yeah um, okay. So you guys, we, we will, we will wrap this up, but we want to just say that, um, you know, again, we are rolling into, to this holiday season that can be very overwhelming and, and the first holiday being Halloween. So however you need to do it is okay. 
you know, don't, don't allow the pressures of the outside world, um, control how you feel like you need to do things and, and, and listen to your kiddo, however they're expressing it to you because, um, they know they, they, it's, you know, we, we need to honor them and we need to honor what's right for them and, and take away any of that, um, you know, that expectation of the out, of outside influences. Um, yeah, that's my two cents. And yeah. I will have to come back with the blue pumpkin situation. Cause I, again, I'm, I am ignorant to it. So, um, I think pumpkins altogether kind of just suck as trick or treating bags because they're hard and they're small. So <laughs> I know we, we use, we use, so I was an honest, uh, honest groupie. So I subscribed to their like diaper shipping plan or whatever. So I used to get all the honest products. And so every year I got a new Halloween tote. So we have like three yeah. honest Halloween totes that have like the honest skull on them and they're great for Halloween. I, I mean, let's be down, real. Love them, you know, hundred percent over. If you're going out with your children, if the they buckets. like to do it, you end up carrying the bag anyway. So let's get something that's comfortable. <laughs> Forget a bucket. Yeah, I usually even bring them as like I bring them like as backup. It's like when their little little measly tiny pumpkin buckets get all filled up. I'm like, all right, you are gonna have to like dump it in the bag yes. if they're not gonna yeah. carry the bag. Yep. So yep. Um, all right. Well, should we do a peak? Is there a peak of the week week. on a holiday episode? What should we, what should we peak? What was the peak? The peak is I finally slept through the night one night this week. Oh, that's, that's good to have one night out of seven days that you get. (laughs) Yeah. Last night, last night was not that night. You know what? I would say that this podcast episode went really well considering you've had zero sleep. It could have gone, (laughs) you know, much more crazy, unsupervised, no sleep. And, (laughs) um, peak of the week. Let's see here. I don't, I don't, you know, like everything's just good right now. I know that sounds bizarre. Nothing's like great. Everything's just calm. So for me, that's winning, right? There is no, we're just, we're just yeah. in a, in a, yeah. in a, Enjoy we're just that, in a gentle yes, exactly. flow right now. You so I am going to ride it. I'm going to ride it. Nothing's you know, crazy, nothing's overly exciting and wonderful. Everything's just smooth. So there's, there's some harmony right that's now. That's my, my, my which... favorite kind of wave to ride. Just a nice smooth one. <laughs> yep. Um, I, I, and you know what, that's good. People need to know that those moments are, are, will do and can exist. They, that's right. And it's, even though they can be fleeting, it doesn't, you just, it can exist. I think it all is. So that, that's my, that's my, always my best advice then is is be present, you know, even in the hard, be present because when the good (laughs) comfortable comes, man, it is just, you just ride it. Yeah. So you can enjoy Just enjoy it. it. It's hard. It's hard to be that way. Yeah. I know. Cause we're always waiting for the crazy. Well, we um, you grab your booze, however you like your booze. You know, 
Oh, like booze, like B O O S. However you do your booze. Yeah, however Not you like do them. I don't B-O-O-Z. care. B O O S Z E. I don't care. Any way you, you, do it, you need it, however just get you it. use it interchangeably, yes. just get it. And however you do your booze is good. And you, and, and subscribe uh, to and subscribe to, to the podcast, follow the podcast. Um, so you get updated every Monday with a new episode and um, buckle up for more holiday episodes coming your way. On that note, we love you. Goodbye. Goodbye. See you later. Bye.